0: Grass is only green the way you water it. Grass mm-hmm. only green the way you water it. Tell me the grass is gonna be green the way you water it, so I'm a water it, that's why they call me Riz. I'm a 90s baby, so naturally throw back Gemini. All, All right, you know welcome into to you another episode the of The Greatest it. People You've Never Met. Uh, joining me today, someone very special, um, Mr. Charlie Sorrells from the Fairmont Sentinel. Um, for those who are listening for outside of the, the Fairmont area, uh, Charlie has, uh, covered all of, all of the sports that I played growing up in Fairmont. And then through me coaching, uh, we developed a friendship. And so, uh, it's been a minute since I've got to catch up with Charlie. So I'm extremely excited to sit down with him today. Charlie, thank you so much for doing this with me.
1: No problem. I, uh, I enjoyed the uh, invitation. I've, not, I've never done uh actual, like a podcast or a zoom, uh, I always wonder how it works. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, it, it sounds like kind of something up my alley because, uh, as my mother said, I never met a stranger. Yeah. hundred
0: percent. So. Yeah. I knew, uh, I knew I could count on you to talk to me for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, just for a little bit. Yeah. Just, yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think that Matt Mahoney once told me, he said, uh, uh, he said something like he said, uh, people, uh, coaches in Fairmont know that, uh, when you sit down and talk with Charlie, you might as well pencil in 20 minutes. Yeah, so.
0: no, it's always good. It's always a good conversation. I'm excited to share some of your stories with the world today. Um, it, first off introduce yourself to everybody. My, I mean, my intro was a little lackluster, but who is Charlie Sorrell's to the world? Um,
1: I guess I, I grew up, uh, in West central Illinois, uh, one of nine kids. Um, I'm the youngest and, uh, and you kind of learn how to, uh, I was their toy. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was their, uh, live play thing. You know, it's like I could read and write, uh, but before I went to first grade, uh, my grandfather took me to uh, kindergarten at five years old. Uh, they were, it was not required back then. And he, uh, He actually took me in and he uh, sat in for an hour, pulled me out of kindergarten and said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, He already knows how to eat milk and graham crackers and take naps. (laughs) He he said, I taught him how to read and write already, you know, and that was the advantage of having, uh, you know, those extended families back in those days. And then my, uh, my siblings always taught me how to do a lot of things. So I never went to kindergarten ended up going to first grade right away. But, uh, uh I digress on that, but then uh, I, uh, I went to, uh, it's now called Truman state university in Kirksville, Missouri. Um, and, uh, got a degree in print journalism and, uh, went, uh, my first job was in Marion, Iowa at a weekly. And ironically it was called the Sentinel. Worked there, Yeah. Worked there from 22 to 25. Um, small family owned went bankrupt. So, uh, came up here was going to be here three years. And now 34 years later, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I just turned 60 on January 31st. And, uh, you kind of look back and you think where did the time go, but it's been great. Uh, came here, was hired by Jim Tate, uh, uh, years ago. And, uh, I don't. There's not a sport I don't cover, um, and that's always been the great thing. Uh, my oldest brother uh, told me. He said, "You're the only person I've ever met in my life who doesn't complain about going to work." Yeah. So, so I've enjoyed every day. I've met a lot of great people like you, and a lot of it's great watching uh, high school athletes like you grow up into great adults, and and uh, that's that's the thing that I've always enjoyed about it. So.
0: Well, I appreciate those compliments. I don't know if they're exactly warranted, but I'll take them today. It's nice and early on a Saturday morning, so I'll take those. Um, before I get into some just some stories, and uh, did you was sports journalism always on Charlie's radar? Was that something you always wanted to do? No, uh, no. I
1: it, it was interesting because uh, my senior year of high school, uh, I I had more than enough credits uh, to graduate, and I had an open hour. And uh, my high school counselor said, "Well, we're 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 going to throw you into a journalism class that we're starting," and it was my senior year. And I went in, and uh, uh, a guy named Steve Lipper taught us. Um, he actually, ironically, I think he was a defensive back at LSU. Wow! Uh, and, and somehow had relatives up in the Illinois area. Came up, taught journalism. Um, I was kind of fascinated by it. I went to college, uh, majored in business of all things. Cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then after two years, uh, I was get you know, I was, I was on the honor roll taking business courses, but I didn't, I no offense. uh, I don't mean to offend anybody out there, but I didn't want to work at at Kmart, you know, um, the rest of my life, unless you have connections, I think it's like any job. Um, you going to wind up there. And I didn't really care for business that much. So my mother uh, of all people, she, she said, well, you've always liked to write. She said, why don't you try some writing courses and see from there. Um, and then I was lucky uh, at uh, Truman state. I actually had um, two professors that were like old journalists. Well, one was a young journalist. One was an old journalist that had worked in the field. Yeah came that came to the university to teach for a while and take a break and uh, one was Les Dunsey, who uh, he was the young one he had uh, uh, he covered the Los Angeles riots for the LA Times and one part of a Pulitzer Wow and uh, so uh, you know for a, a university of about seven thousand undergraduate enrollment we were so lucky to have a guy like that teaches for three years. And then uh, I also had Jim King, who was an old curmudgeon that had worked years at the Chicago uh, Tribune. And uh, he was the guy that, he was my very first instructor um, for news writing, and he he, uh, he was so uh, cross-eyed that when he uh, cried, the tears ran down his back, is what <laughs> we always used to tease him. And uh, he, uh, he was just an old curmudgeon, and he'd say, the very first day of uh, news writing, he told us. He said, "I'm going mean, to teach you how to write an obituary first. And we said, "What?" And he, he said, "Well, he said that's basic journalism." And he said, "It's he said don't screw it up because it's people's last shot. Wow. This is your last your last claim to fame," <laughs> is what he said. So he said, "Don't screw it up." And he said, "People die; they don't pass." He said, you know, he goes, Roger Staubach passes. So that kind of dated him. Yeah. He said, you know, he goes, just, it's simply put people die. It's, it's, you know, and he taught us how to, to write the nuts and bolts of things. And then he would say to you, you know, he wasn't afraid to be a little offensive in today's world. You know, he'd say, boy, that was just bad. That's just bad work. That's just. You know, were you not, were you not listening to class today? <laughs> this is not how you do it. Do it. Right. And, and that's kind of how I got my start. And, and when I came here, Jim tape, you know, the very first football game I ever covered, he goes, all right, Hemingway. That was great. Now write it the way it's supposed to be written. You know, <laughs> you know it's like, so yeah, it's like, I, I think I was very lucky to have the people that I've had, you know, teaching me, And then I'm pretty proud because, uh, uh, you know, Alexis Cubitt, uh, I know, you know her and she, uh, she now, um, she, she's, uh, she's like a daughter to me and she, uh, she worked for us for three years. We were very lucky to have her. She went, you know, from here to Plainview, Texas, then Lubbock when she was in Texas back to back, uh, uh, Texas AP feature sports feature writer of the year. Yeah. Then she goes to the Charlotte observer and now she's working for the Louisville journal standard. Yeah. So, so, uh, now the, the, uh, the, the mentor has become the student as she teaches me things now. Yeah.
0: She's pretty incredible. Uh, I had, I got to reach back out and get her back on. We, I had her on the pod, about a year ago a good conversation and we got we got close obviously when she was uh covering the jags and then uh one time i was down here just visiting flying back and she was on the same southwest flight and then we sat next to each other and just you know had a couple hours back to minneapolis to talk and then so that was i think when we when we really got to know each other but yeah it's been so fun to watch her grow and see all the things she gets to do and she's absolutely killing it you're right it's really cool um what was that first Fairmont football game? do you remember who they played that first one?
1: Uh, the first year uh, was actually Tom Mahoney senior, the legend here uh, his his last year. So Jim Tate actually covered that as a favor to him. So uh, Jim Simser, who took over for Mahoney once he retired. Yeah, that was my first game uh, covering Fairmont football So my second year here. And, uh, they played Worthington and, uh, uh, that was always the traditional opener. And, uh, yeah. uh, and, uh, Jim Sims are, uh, just, uh, one of those class guys, but had such a dry sense of humor that it, it, he just always cracked me up, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, the first one was they, uh, they, they ended up beating, uh, Worthington, um, I think it was like 42 to nothing. Wow. And, uh, uh, <laughs> Fairmont had a running back named Jared Johnson. Yeah. I... And, uh, and, uh, so Sims looks at me and he said, so, uh, he goes about two minutes left in the game. He looks at me and he goes, so he goes, do you have a headline written for the story already? And <laughs> I said, well, I was going to write, uh, Uh, Johnson too big for Trojans, but I think I might get yelled at or fired for that one.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's a funny, I mean, that's, uh, that's hilarious because I remember uh, when we played Worthington, they had a kid, his name was Taylor Weiner. Yeah. Uh, And uh, he was a pretty good basketball player. He played football too. uh, But I just remember him and you know, it's just one of those last names that all, I mean, it sticks out. I mean, yeah. Wiener is the yeah. kid's last name. He played for the Trojans. So I remember when we were, you know, 15, 16, 17, yeah. there was a lot of, you know, dumb jokes like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. The, uh, yeah. I, I think that's the one thing I had uh, an instructor named David Foster and uh, he, he was like uh, helped out on the supervision of like the student newspaper. And he said, you know how you become a good headline writer for newspapers is you have to have, you have to have a perverted mind to be a good headline writer. And I said, what? (laughs) And he said, well, he goes, you have to read the headline out loud. And then you have to realize that some things can be perceived as dirty when
0: you weren't trying. Sure. Sure.
1: You know, yeah. it's like the old, uh, I think it was uh the Johnny Carson, the headline from Minnesota one time. Uh it said uh uh f- a fertile man marries climax woman, you know. Yeah, from climax for, uh, you know, our, our actual town names in Minnesota. And uh but it sounds dirty, but it's like, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, they could have rethought that headline maybe a little bit too, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's but funny. yeah,
1: yeah, Jim Simser, he was uh yeah, they won that game and and uh yeah, and and back then uh actually um the first year I was here I, I covered uh, the area schools. So that was kind of interesting to get to know the area coaches.
0: Sure. So. And now, yeah, I mean obviously you've covered everybody in different different ways and spaces and that's kind of where I want to take this and just cause sure. you've had so many good stories and you've essentially to me seen it all. Right. So who do you think, uh, what's probably the best team you've ever covered? Like any, any sport?
1: Um, I, it's interesting, probably Grenada, Huntley East chain boys basketball. Yeah.
0: Oh nine. Um, I figured
1: 2009, that. 2009, yeah. yeah the, just a great team. Uh, uh, went undefeated 29 and 0, state champions and uh, uh and they beat the uh the ringer uh charter school
0: minneapolis transitions
1: yes minneapolis transitions and uh i i said to robin sealander when he walked by me at halftime they were playing in the championship and uh they were grenade on the east chain was down by i don't know maybe eight or ten and uh he just walked by me along the baseline sitting there and he walks by and he, I don't, uh, he got in trouble with the high school league because I don't think he was supposed to do that. And he walks by me and he looks and he goes, what do you think? And I, and he said, I'm going to put Gary at out high, uh high post. And I said, yeah, I was thinking that. And so he did it. And I said, and "The only thing I said to him was, you realize that everybody in this gym is rooting for you and they don't even know where you're located but they dislike trans or transitions charter school that much everybody's rooting for a bunch of farm boys from Grenada Huntley East Chain yeah and he just kind of chuckled and he goes I never thought of it that way and I said so I said you know and then they went out Tim Gary ended up I think thrown in 28 and they ended up winning the state championship so yeah
0: there's a um, fun run to watch
1: right and so uh Mahoney always gets mad because he asked me that question that you just asked me and i said well one is that team two probably the the 2012 blue earth randy kookermeister football team
0: sure
1: uh 13 and 0 undefeated state champs and uh it was so funny because uh uh, the QRF, uh, the ratings that they do here in Minnesota, uh, the ironic part about that state championship team was they never ranked them in the top four all year. Right. And yet they won the state championship, so they were the Rodney Dangerfield is what I always called them of of football. Is Even when they were in the state championship, they were ranked fourth. So you're saying that two teams that are eliminated are better than you. Right. <laughs> so... And then, uh, uh, the 2022 Fairmont state baseball team, you know, they won the state championship, uh, Zach Jorgensen pitched a two hit shutout, I think. And, uh, yeah, that was the first time, you know, as great as Fairmont baseball has been, it's hard to believe that was their first state championship ever. Well, and that,
0: yeah, I, that, is that the first state championship for Fairmont athletics outside of track and cross country team state championship? Yeah. And see,
1: that's what we were talking about. Uh, we, we just, now we affectionately the, the people around here call it the non bonk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That uh, does. The, yeah. The non Bob Bonk state non, championship.
1: Bob Bonk uh, championships. And I, yeah, I, I said, you think, um, uh, the, from a team standpoint, yeah, the cross country and track have won state championships in Fairmont, but they haven't won. They've been close but uh, they've never wanted to say championship in anything. So yeah, baseball is their first
0: one. That's so wild. I, I thought I read that somewhere. Um, it just, it didn't seem right, but I mean, I know the teams that I was on, you know, and, yeah, and, and, and that noticed. followed me and that, you know, it right? just, you, you, that's just it. It you know, always, it just kind of, you know, the, whatever the saying is always a bridesmaid, never a bride. It was, There's a lot of really good teams that came through Fairmont and they were never good. And it, listen, it's not an easy thing to go win a state title. I mean, that's you, especially in Minnesota, like now coaching down here in Arizona, only the top 16 teams make the playoffs. Everybody else is just done at the end of the regular season. You know, Minnesota, you truly have to, Run a gauntlet where there's 64 or whatever teams in each bracket. I mean, that's football and then baseball and basketball with subsections and then sections. And it's a long ride to the top to do it. So it's, I mean, anytime anybody does it, it's super impressive. But um, it just is to see a town like Fairmont with a lot of academic or athletic success, then that be the only one outside of running is, is right. pretty, pretty well. I mean, I know, I'm sure I know speech team has won a bunch, but like athletically yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I always laugh cause mommy always says, what you, you don't even put my football team in your top three. And I said, well, they're winners.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, Oh, <laughs> he says, he said that hurts. And I said, Uh, And then it made me think of uh, 2011 when they were when Fairmont football was state runner up. Yeah. Uh, So we get up there and we're in the, the Metrodome back then was still in existence. So we're playing, they're playing on a Saturday in the state semifinals and Fairmont wins. Uh, They beat uh, Annandale. And so all of a sudden there's like, Bonnie looks up after the game and uh, there's like 25 people waiting to talk to him, and he's you know kind of looking at me, and I go, well, it's a Saturday, I don't have, we didn't have a, we don't have a Sunday paper, so I said, well, talk to them, and I'll talk to you last. Sure. They're on deadline. I'm not. So he talks to all 25 people, and they're glad hand, and then him on the back and tell him what a great coach he is. And so I get there, and he looks at me and. He said, what do you think? And I said, well, you got 25 new friends. But I said, if you lose next week, it'll just be myself and John Millay from the high school league waiting outside the locker room. (laughs) And he looked at me and he just kind of, you know, kind of a little skeptical, you know, because these people just talked to him like they were long lost friends. Well, they play, they lose by two in the state championship, St. Croix Lutheran, and uh, they go back to the locker room. And uh, he comes out of the locker room, the high school, league grabs on the door and they bring him out. And there is myself and John Malay from the high school league. And Mahoney goes, he looks down the hallway and to the right and to the left. And he goes, by golly, you called that one, didn't you?
0: <laughs> Way said, to jinx him, Charlie.
1: I said, all your new friends left you, you you <laughs> lost. They said, I said, even though you played a heck of a game right down the wire, I said, uh, you know, what have you done for us lately? That's, uh, so I think as a, as a fairly young coach in 2011, I think he realized like, you kind of stick with the guys that cover you and the radio
0: stations and everything. And, uh, right. And then we're always there for him in small towns, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, uh, been fun to watch. I mean, obviously, you know, 2007 was bones first year and I had him on the pod. We had a lot of really good conversations. He's obviously been a really big mentor, especially since I moved down here. I mean, a little different, uh, from Grenada Truman to be in OC at a five, a school in Arizona. So just a little bit different. So navigating some stuff, it's been fun to reach out to him and, and talk to him. But, um, what do you think the best Fairmont football team is that 2011, that 2012 class or 2005,
1: Uh, That's a good one. That's a good comparison, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, probably, uh, probably 2011, I suppose. Yeah. 2005 was that team that, you know, came up short in the section, um, but amazing athletes, uh, but just got beat by you know, Denny Hale, who, who was a legend over at Worthington and right. uh, just had a great game plan. Uh, um, but yeah, probably, excuse me, probably 2011. And then, um, maybe the 1992 Jim Simser team that made it to the semifinals of the Metrodome. Sure. I'd say, I'd say they were kind of right there too. Cause that was like Jay Katzmeyer and Jared Johnson and uh brand at and quarterback. And, uh, that was quite a team, you know, that, that was, might be one of those teams that I always remember the offensive line and, you know, being a former offensive lineman, you don't get a lot of love, but, but uh, you do all the the dirty work so that the pretty boys get all the ink. So, uh, so, but they had, uh, you know, I said, I always remember their lineman, Kyle Seifert, uh, Jason Jorgensen, uh, uh, Joe Bryan, Matt Matisseon, and Clay Ambler. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, you know, to remember all five of them that they were a good unit and they did a great job. And, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe the 93 team might be the best team I've ever covered. Wow. Um, or 92. I'm sorry. They, I always forget. Uh, it's, the the fall of their, they graduated in 93, all those guys, but yeah, the fall of 92, probably yeah. that might be the best team. Um, uh, and uh, you know, and and it was the best team on uh they did they of course did the best imitation of Jim Simser.
0: Sure. So um just because I've gotten extremely close with those guys because of my relationship with Jeff, um, the Jeff Heinrich, Nick Dwyer, Brandon T C yes. back-to-back classes. What yeah. was that? 99, uh, 0,
1: So two thousand yeah, so that was uh Yeah, now you're making me think. Was that
0: ninety? No. Would have been a 99 fall and a 2000 fall and then they graduated in 01, is that right? Does that sound right? Um
1: They must have been, oh, that was 96, 97.
0: Okay. Yeah. They're all, yeah. I just tell them all the time they're old. That's all. I mean, I just yeah. I just tell yeah, them they're,
1: they're old. Yeah, those were uh, and they lost both years to Northfield. Yeah. You know, and it was uh yeah. Uh, the first year was, uh, Jake TG was a senior on that team. And then, uh, and all those guys that you're talking about, were all juniors. They yeah. were, uh, Jake's class had about four guys that were just really standouts, but they weren't real deep. And then that class behind them, uh, with Jeff Heinrich and, uh, night Ny- Alex nice and oh, yeah. and Brandon TC and those guys, they, they were deep, yeah. you know? And, and uh, yeah, you you'll have to ask Jeff Heinrich. That might be one of the weirder things I've seen in all the time, too, is uh, they played Mankato East in the uh, section semifinals on a Saturday afternoon, and uh, Mankato East, linebacker and safety, got into a fist fight with each other. Really? <laughs> yeah. After uh, Jeff Heinrich had actually scored a touchdown in that game, he didn't get thrown to a lot, but he, he caught a post-touchdown. And the linebacker started yelling at the safety because he didn't drag with him. And then all of a sudden we look up and they're punching each other. And uh, Heinrich walks over and, and he looks over and I'm standing next to Simser, And he comes over and he looks at us and he goes, I was going to get involved and do something. But then I realized they're on the same team. So <laughs> forget them." You know, yeah. he goes, I'm not going to break it up. I'm going to love each other. He said, he goes, that was the weirdest thing I ever saw. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. So it, it, that was one of those times where you're like, uh, they're fighting each other. That's it's so like, funny.
0: Yeah. We'll yeah. have to, I'll, I'll, I mean, I know Jeff will listen to this, but I will, I'll bring that up to that group. Uh, it's just funny because I didn't, I didn't really remember those guys. And then I didn't really get close with Jeff until Justin got married. And now we do a you know, pod together and he's, we're really close, extremely close, but it's just funny because I remember some of those games just being a little kid and then obviously right. hanging out with, with Justin, but you know, then we just tell them how old they are. So it's funny to just bring up those memories and it's, 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 it's I know it's just so it's such a rich football tradition. That I think like anytime any of the, the groups of friends get it together, I think it's always a little bit of your time just, kind of talking about that, you know, and especially, you know, I have friends obviously in other classes, right. You know, like Benny Brown, I was in his wedding. So that was always a topic of conversation. And if you could, I mean, you, it'd be really hard to build like uh all-star Fairmont team. I think there's just been yeah. so many, you'd leave somebody off that should be on there. There's just been so many great athletes that have came through and it, it's just been fun to be a part of a little bit. So
1: yeah, exactly. The uh, uh Mike Wubina is uh going into the Hall of Fame here uh, in September. Um uh, and uh yeah, it's like uh I I always remember uh talking to Todd Sikulsky, who was the offensive coordinator for those teams and I said, "So, who is your uh, easiest guy to coach in the offensive backfield?" And he said, "Mike Wubina, I said, "Who is your worst?" And he said, "Mike Wubina. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, whoops doesn't always go where the play is called. But you go, what is he doing? Oh, oh, there he go. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> he said, you know, he wouldn't run it the right way, but he gained 30 yards instead of five. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, Mike, that's all right. Uh, well, uh, that to, way, to, way to adjust on the fly. And and uh, so he said, and I always laughed about whoops because I always tell him, when I see him now, I always say, you know, if you, you were a straight 40, you were pretty average, right. But in the game under adrenaline, he's probably one of the fastest guys I've ever seen, you know, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Just, just had that extra gear and, and, and yeah. So yeah, it's weird when you see that. And then uh, the other guy going in uh, is uh Paul Mallory, Yeah, you know, and, And now he was the opposite. He was probably slower on a football field, but, uh, yeah, state track champion, you know, right. Uh, swept the hurdles and everything like that. And and then, uh, he was a guy that, uh, his offensive lineman would say, uh, could you follow the block? Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, I'll always remember as my sophomore year was Paul Mallory's senior year. And that was bones first year as head coach. And for, I don't know, the first three weeks we ran the wing tee. Because we were yeah. super undersized and it did not work at all, and uh, right. we beat Worthington in a fist fight uh, that first week. Yeah, you know, and then, um, then we went to New Alm. Then we switched back to I, and it was you know what we've all ran forever. You know the for the the youth program or the at the time just the junior high. You know just seventh and eighth grade, but we all knew that stuff like the back of our hand. Uh, first play. Pretty sure they just they just called ISO and uh, Paul Mallory went 81 yards to the house on the very first play. And it was like, okay yep that's what we're supposed to be doing. But it was. uh, Yeah, that's a pretty good Hall of Fame class. I saw that uh, um, doing these podcasts. I've reconnected with Jeff Jansen and we talked quite a bit and I had him on. And um, I know he's in the basketball season, but I was excited to see JJ get in Um, is where I don't even know how to say this. Cause it's like the same thing, but, um, who would be some of the greater athletes you've been fortunate to cover?
1: I said, I've, I've been lucky because, uh, yeah, Jeff Jansen, definitely one of those guys. Um, uh, he was a coach on the basketball court. Um, you know, uh, it, it was interesting his senior year, uh, a uh, coach Hassing had some family issues he had to deal with. And he, uh, kind of, kind of almost was on a hiatus and, uh, Russ Lowey took over and the assistant coach and Russ was so was a good coach, but he was smart enough to know that Jeff Jansen was just like an assistant coach on the, on the court. Right. And and JJ did a great job, uh, like took him to the section championship, and they probably shouldn't have been there, but his influence his is his, you know, no wonder he's a great coach now. Right. He was a great coach as a senior player, uh, for him. And he's right up there. Um, and then I always think of, I think of athletes like Ashley, all of yeah. you know, uh, a lot of times people forget that Fairmont's had a lot of great female athletes over the years, you know, um, she was just a great athlete, her and Sam Maltich in the same class. Um, as sophomores, they took Fairmont girls program to their first ever state appearance. Right. You know, and, uh, and a lot of credit goes to Patty, uh, uh, shows from Strukel, yeah. uh, go, uh, Sarah, uh, John who's now the current Fairmont girls coach. She was an assistant on that team. And then Donnie Walletich, um, and they really, you know, they took, when I first came here, I'd go to Fairmont girls basketball game at home and there'd be like, it seemed like there were 50 people there.
0: Yeah. Parents. You know,
1: And no, and parents showed up and people, I said, why don't people show up? And uh, Linnea West, who was one of those was probably the first great female athlete that I saw um, she did everything for the basketball team, but they were two and 20 or four and 18 or something like that. And she said, well, we just, we're, we're not very competitive. We're not very good and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden Patty came in and all those great coaches, assistant coaches that helped out. And then, you know, uh, just to take that program where it's been, um, uh, that's incredible. I, you know, you think of uh, athletes like that. And then, uh, and then I think of, uh, a current one. Uh, she, she's a junior this year, Macy Hanson, you know, Neil Hanson's daughter. Okay. Uh, she, uh, she's probably one of the, the greatest athletes in her career is not even done. Wow. You know, uh, she, she's just amazing cross country and track and field and, uh, uh just a good kid, quiet kid. And, uh, you know, you, you think of people like that, it's like, that's pretty amazing. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, probably people like, uh, uh, Jill Wolverton, sure. um, from the early nineties and, uh, Megan Forster from that basketball team in 2005. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you just, just a lot of great athletes on that side. And, uh, yeah. You know, uh, I always think of Kyle Seifert. Uh, um, uh, I think he's teaching, I think he teaches some crazy stuff like microbiology at James Madison really uh, on the, on the East coast, you know, and it's like, here's Seif. Uh, you know, he he's six, four, uh, when he played, he was like six, four and probably about two 30, and started as a sophomore for Jim Simser And, uh, Simser just said, you know, that doesn't happen. I don't start, you know, non juniors, seniors, and and Kyle, you know, started on both sides of the ball, and uh, (laughs) so you think of you know people like that, and then just how smart, you know, teaching microbiology. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm like, yeah, sure. And then, uh, yeah, and then when I think of microbiology, I think uh, uh, Diane Hill uh, state vault champion in gymnastics, just a great sprinter and a great gymnast. And, uh, I, I always thought, uh, it, she came back, I saw her for, she came back for a wedding here in Fairmont, uh, about 10 years ago. And she graduated, she must've been in, uh, I think she was state vault champion in 94. And I think she graduated in 95 or 96. And, and as uh, she came back and I said, what do you do? And she said, I'm a gene splitter. And I said, Well, if I get any fatter, that's what I'll be too. <laughs> and uh <laughs> she goes, and and she goes, smart Alex. She goes, No, gene, you know, yeah. G-E-M-E, you know. I, I said, Yeah. And, and uh yeah, so it was fun to talk to her. And you know, that's the only thing that impressed me about a lot of Fairmont kids, you know, a gene splitter, right.
0: really? Right.
1: Like that's that's way beyond uh you know i'm a simple uh uh unfrozen caveman uh sports writer here and you're talking you're talking dna and genetics you know it's like so yeah that's that's what's very impressive too is uh the education that fairmont high school has given a lot of kids so.
0: yeah it's uh it's Especially, I think, uh since I've moved away uh, down here to Scottsdale, I mean, there's random people reach out like, oh, do you know so-and-so? They live down there, too. There's a lot of people from there here, but the Fairmont web is is pretty extensive, and it's pretty crazy how far and wide people go away from Fairmont to, and, you know, people that I—it it feels like such a small town, and it is, but— 10,000 people is still quite a bit and you don't know everybody. Right. And like, you just, you know, you, you hear of people for the first time still, and you have no idea. I mean, there's obviously some, you know, family names that are around for a while, you know, that everybody seems to know, but it is, it just seems like such a small town, but you're talking about female athletes. Um, The one I remember probably the most growing up was Amy Malo because she went to Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah. and that six was, four. yeah, that yeah. was like the first D one athlete we'd ever seen in Fairmont. Yeah. I mean, at least for me being a kid, I don't know when she graduated, but I just remember being little and going and watching. I mean, we were probably in elementary school, but watching Amy Malo, And yeah, she was six, four, six, five, and just dominating on a girl's basketball court. Right. And then right. she went and played yeah. basketball in the sec. How crazy is that? Yeah. That's what she said.
1: Uh, uh when she played, she played, you know, she came out to the bench, um, her role, she always told me was, you know, she just got, got the post players better. Um, cause she worked them hard in practice. She didn't get a ton of minutes or whatever, right? but, uh, she was, I think she was like academic all American, right? you know, and, and then the other thing that she said was she kept it in perspective. I loved when she said to me, she said, well, I get to play some, but she said, you know what the awesome thing is I get the best seat in the house to watch NCAA women's basketball tournament. She said, I get to travel clear across the United States and see places that I've only heard about right. or read about. And she said I get to go to all these universities and we play there and you get to see what the amazing campuses are. And then just what the the different cultures are in the United States itself.
0: For sure. Uh,
1: and and I always you know, I always laugh about that because um I my siblings have lived a lot of different places and and it's just amazing when you think about when you when you go to the southeast part, you know, it's like you're you kind of sit there and think, I don't really understand Cajun a whole lot. So right. yeah, it's like what what did, I, I, I my second sister married a, a Cajun and uh I I said uh, can I get a translator? Can I get uh, the Rosetta Stone or whatever the, oh, the know, translator programs? Cause uh, you know, it's like uh, watching gators. Uh, what What's that? Uh, uh, the swamp album? people. Yeah. Swamp people. It's <laughs> like uh, uh, somebody said, how do you watch swamp people? And I said, well, my brother-in-law, you know, uh, he like, oh, that, I don't know. Oh, that, that, I'm lucky don't I got that Gator over there. I
0: was like, what did he say? Yeah. It's a far, it's oh. a far ways from, uh, from rural Minnesota, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's what I said when I, I, uh, coming from Illinois, I came up here and, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, it's like not as, not as bad stereotyped as everybody says, um, in the Southern part, but then you go to new Ulm, yeah, uh, 50 miles away. And it's like, uh, it's like you went with uh uh Sherman and Mr Peabody in the Wayback Machine. Yeah. It's like they say the natives up there they say New Allam. Yep. I've never figured out where they actually you fits in there. And uh uh nice people, but it's it's totally they're the ones that do the You know what I'm talking about, eh?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's but, like
1: a, a Canadian influence, but uh you know, it, it, yeah, it's like 45 miles away. And then they talk completely different. You know, it's like the boat of use.
0: Yeah. It's so it's funny like, that what? you say that because, uh, my fiance, she is from Farmington, New Mexico, which is like the four corners area. Uh, right. but her, her dad and them, they're from West Texas. And then I moved over to New Mexico in the oil boom. And, uh, but she always says when people come visit or we go back home or whatever, she's like, you're the only person without an accent. And I don't hear it at all, right? But, like, it's funny because, yeah, you do go to New Ulm, and it's like a different uh, – well, here, I'll put it to you like this. Coach in Grenada coach all t- all kinds of my days. all, right? Yes. Or you knew them all, right? And then I went and bought a truck one time at Mayday Motors, but it was spelled Madei. I walked in and I was like, oh, yeah, I know some. Are you guys related? Because the Ma guy, died. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the yeah, same they thing.
1: A, yeah, they pronounce a five letter name about four different ways. And yeah. You, you and uh, you, you're always hesitant. You don't want to offend anybody. So you're like, uh, how do you say that? You right.
0: Know? That's yeah.
1: Funny. Yeah, it's uh that, that's interesting when you think about that. So
0: It is. Um I want to go back to that 05 team real quick because I remember one time you told me that cuz Fairmont beat Worthington in the regular season. Right. At the 28 nothing if I remember right like week 1. Right. Uh right. and uh then they lost to him in the section championship. Right. But didn't Worthington have a bunch of guys that were suspended for some pretty hardcore yes. stuff?
1: Yes, hard. Gr- not not your uh, not your kids sitting there drinking beer in a park or uh, smoking a cigarette. Uh, when I talked to uh, Coach Hale at the beginning of the year, he uh, so I said, uh, you know, you got a lot of guys back from last year's team that did some damage. I said, what? Uh, so how are you going to be? And he goes, mm, We'll see by week five. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, he said uh, we had uh, a guy that robbed a, a convenience store and uh, and then uh, had a variety of players. One was the wheel man and then, uh, uh, you know, on a heist. And, uh, yeah. So it, crazy. Like, yeah. So he, he said. Uh, he goes, I never thought uh, I would long for uh, just having to discipline kids for drinking beer. He said, He, he said I, I don't encourage drinking beer, but he goes, I think it's better than committing felonies. You yeah. know? He said, uh, that's. I think that's when he knew that it was probably time to stop coaching is when, uh, you know, and, and it just happened the one time over right. there, but it's like you don't usually think like there's going to be that type of activity, you know, it's like, well, why'd you miss the first four weeks for smoking a cigarette? No, I was a wheel man on a felony robbery. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that was so crazy. I had no idea. And I, I remember you, you telling that story and just so, yeah, was- so wild. I mean, that is just yeah. absolutely. Cause you're right. You, anytime somebody sat out four games, you were just like, right. well, they got caught drinking and it was like, right. Oh, tisk tisk, you know, it's also rural America and surprise, you know, most of the kids were doing it. Somebody just got caught. Right. Um, Right. And then, and then you tell me that story. I was like, Holy smokes. Like, yeah, I'm sure coach Hale Uh, did. Yeah. I wish they were just drinking bush light in a parking lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At least you could deal with that. But how, you know, it's like, you know, uh, yeah, it's just like, uh, one of those, yeah. You're like, what rural America, you know, it's like, you don't normally think of you. You always, uh, we always stereotype that as being a Metro area thing, but right. it's like, yeah,
0: it's so. so crazy. Um, What do you have a favorite game that you've covered? Maybe, I mean, just randomly been at a game on a Tuesday and it turned into holy smokes. This is pretty incredible.
1: I always, I always think of the, uh, the 2005 team, uh, uh, for girls basketball in Fairmont. Um, we, they had an ice storm on Friday, on a Friday night and they were supposed to play. And, uh, I was trying to think where we were, they were supposed to play. I think it was St. Peter. And the ice storm was even worse, uh, Mankato north of Mankato. So Lake crystal welcome Memorial just built that brand new school, just like oh, a mini, uh, yeah. mini center, beautiful facility. And you know, what's like crystal, like 35 miles from here. Right. But, so they were playing, uh, the sewer Henderson. And I didn't, I didn't realize this when I moved here. Uh Illinois, Iowa, and then I found out that almost every state in the Union, when you're at home, you wear white. Yeah. Minnesota is the total opposite. <laughs> it Minnesota, is. you wear the whatever your color is as home. So it was one of those confusion things where Fairmont girls are playing in a section playoff game. They go up, they're playing Lesur Henderson. And both teams brought white. Oh, geez. So they're either white. Yeah, they both wore white because uh, Lesueur was was uh blue and Fairmont's obviously red. So they both had white uniforms. They didn't have colored uniforms, and so Fairmont girls had to play with these green Shimmel things. These little like practice. pennies. Yeah. yeah, little pennies, little green. And uh, then they had to roll them up to where you could see the number on the uniform still. So they're playing with these goofy, ugly, green things on there. So, you know, they're playing in a game and then it took like, Lake Crystal's like 35 miles from here. And it probably took us an hour to get just a drive on the road. Up yeah. there on and so we get up there and then that happens. And that's truly one of the few, the few times I've ever seen Patty struggle just lose her mind. I mean, she was like, the memo says that we are the visiting team, right? Therefore we're white. And then the Lassure coach must've been like the rest of us and came was a transplant. Didn't realize that white is not the home color. Right. And so and it was like a weird coin flip. And, uh, but it, that really in a weird way, it turned out to be motivation because Patty was so mad. Patty just says, I want you to go out there and just win this game, leave no doubt. And the girls were all fired up Yeah, and they went went out and in a game where they might've, they might've won by four or six points. I think they ended up winning by a fairly wide margin, like 15 or something. And I could be wrong. I'm getting old, but it seemed like they dominated that game and then they ended up going to state from there. But that was just one of those weird games where you're sitting there and you're like, they're wearing pennies. Yeah. You know, uh, you're like, this ought to be a good photo for the news. (laughs) Absolutely. As people go, what? what is going on? What, what was that all about? Right. You know, um,
0: that's so funny. That's so funny. And
1: then then the, the other one goes back to 92, actually the football, Fairmont football team playing in the, the uh, state semifinals against Farmington. So Fairmont and Farmington high school league uh, used to do it alphabetically where they put them in the tunnels. Well, they put F and F together. Right. So, so Farmington comes up out of the tunnel on one side, and there's Fairmont on the other side. And Sims and I are sitting there looking, going, this is probably not going to go well. Uh, testosterone running high, adrenaline running high. And then, of all things, the game in front of Fairmont-Farmington goes to double overtime. Oh, my gosh. So they're waiting even longer. So we're... We're sitting there, and it's just like, you know, one of those crazy situations where you're like, you know, it's going to be bad. So Jim Simser goes and checks, you know, on like trying to get them out of the same tunnel. And uh, there was—I uh, can't remember. There were backhand, a lot of Beckendorfs that played offensive line, and I, he's—he's he's going to have to forgive me. I can't remember which one the first name was. But he did the best Jim Sims imitation, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he comes out and he's gonna diffuse the 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 tension in the air because they're starting to look at each other in the tunnel like size each other up. So he gets out there and and Beckendorf he he does his Jim Sims imitation and he's like, you know, he he does his, you know, kinda does the, the adjust <laughs> on the collar and he uh, he goes, wow wow, wow, he says, We're gonna get out there and you know, give him a the heck. I mean, we're we going to do And he, you know, he, he imitates Jim to a T and then about that time, everybody's kind of laughing and even Farmington kids think it's funny. And then, uh, Jim walks up behind him and everybody stops laughing. And then, and Beckendorf's kind of like, he's behind me. Right. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he, uh, and, and I think if I remember correctly, it was like, he said something. He's like, well, I apologize, Jim or, or coach Simser." And, and Jim looked at him and he said, nah, he said, uh, he goes, uh, I heard you do the best imitation of me anyway. So he said, uh, that's, that was pretty good or something like that, you know, I had good fun with it. And, uh, and, uh, Beckendorf said something like, am I, are you gonna, uh, he said, are there going to be any consequences or are you going to make me run or something like that? And, uh, Simzer said, well i said it was funny i didn't say it was like you know excused so and jim jim laughed and uh and uh and it was so funny because he he didn't make him do anything and jim says yeah but he said boy he'll show he'll be thinking about it for quite a while won't he he said oh yeah "Uh," you know and uh that and, and jim had such great you know he has such a great sense of humor still uh you know, after all these years and everything. And I, I always think that's like, that's a mark of a great coach. He, he, you know, he didn't get all upset because they were making it, you know, imitating him because he knows everybody does that. Right. You know, everybody in imitates your coach at one time or whatever.
0: For know. sure. If they don't, then they probably don't like you much. So it, it is a, it is a good thing. I think right. for sure, I, for sure. Uh oh, man Charlie this has been so much fun. I we it goes by so fast. Here we are already at an hour and um I know you got things going on this afternoon so I want to be conscious of your time but I just that was fun. I just appreciate you yeah. sharing yeah. the stories with me. It was fun to catch up again and and just hang out for a little bit. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh I I said I've never I, I, uh, i never really had watched a podcast before. And then I caught, uh, stone cold Steve Austin.
0: Yeah. He's got one doing,
1: doing one. And, uh, it's kind of more realistic, you know, it's not the shtick and right. all that of crap. And, uh, and, uh, and it was so funny, you know, listening to his and, and I, I thought, uh, you know, so, uh, I'm always curious, how do you market? You know, how do you, how do you get an audience with iPods?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, really the first one I ever did, I put on you know, Facebook and, and then I started with a studio, um, and they helped me get going. I was there for, uh, like 80, the first 84 episodes. And this will be like, I think this one coming out years will be like 97 or 98, um, And then really, it's just, you know, power of social media and then people talking and sharing it around and, you know, having a different guest on and then them telling somebody else, whatever. So it's all just kind of word of mouth. I think at one point I, uh, before I started coaching again, I really wanted to like monetize it and I was working hard on finding, you know, ad sponsors and just tailor, like trying to get big guests and it just became not fun, you know? And then, um, then I just kind of settled down and it just was. Got back to talking to people, and I've been fortunate to have, you know, NFL players on. I mean, then, you know, people like yourself, Alexis Mahoney, Troy Cody, like right. people and, you know, my some family, friends, and just random, uh, business people I've met through LinkedIn that share positive stories. And, um, so it's just been fun to, to just do it, you know, and, uh, I think everybody's a little nervous and then you can t- kind of see after a couple minutes, they realize they're just talking to me, especially the people right. that know me. So right. it's, it, it's been fun to do. And, um, you know, I had, uh, uh, Brittany Kowicki on, uh, uh yeah. about a month yeah. ago. Council it, person, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I just, because I know, like, there's a, obviously being from Fairmont, there's a lot of people in that area that listen to this, and um just trying to help her do some good things. things yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I just try to do some good with it. But at the end of the day, it's just a now it's a fun thing to do, and you know, much like yourself, we haven't talked in a while, so I just reached right. out, hey, let's do this, and it's just an easy thing, and. Now I know we'll be chatting all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's yeah. what's fun. And then to just kind of mortalize the conversations too, like they're going to be there forever. Right. So that's, that's really cool to me.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I like the name of your, uh, the podcast because, uh, it, it's so true. And then, uh, I, it kind of reminds me, I think I read a book that said some, uh, uh, five people you meet in heaven or yeah, something, something along the the lines. And I like it. It's kind of almost kind of, a, uh, it's a little bit of a correlation there to me in my head. Sure. I, I but I like the, the name of it because it, it's so true. It's like people, you know, that you, you've encountered in your life that maybe, you know, that aren't the most famous people, but right. it, it's interesting conversation.
0: It is. So. And it's always fun. And, you know, some do better than others. And I think we're just kind of at the point where, It doesn't matter. And um, I started doing mine, and then Jeff Heinrich started doing his, and now we do one together every week. And so um, it's just been a fun journey to do. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. And it helps me stay connected to people, too. Like, you know, Jeff Jansen and I, we sat down, we talked for like an hour and a half, and we could have kept going because we hadn't talked since – we were right right out of high school. And so, you know, just to catch up and talk coaching and all that stuff. And he followed Willow Canyon this year and I've been following Indianola. And so it's just been so much fun to reconnect with people through it. So.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, it's like, uh, KUIC came down and, and, uh, the Sentinel turns 150 in July this year. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, so they were she they came down and the reporter says, "Are you okay with this?" And I'm like, "I've been talking since I was two years old." So, <laughs> yeah. uh, my my mom said I didn't talk until I was two, and then I've never shut up since. Yeah. So, so I said, "Now nah. I said I'm kind of used to talking." I said, uh, uh, "I've written for so many years, but I kind of like the 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 avenues that are opening up with social media. Every social media gets such a bad rap overall." but it's like anything else. There's good and bad to it. For sure. You just got to sort it out. But I said, I, I love, I mean, now that I've done this, I think this is pretty cool um, to be able to do that, you know, just kind of sit down and talk and, and share things that are going on. And yeah, maybe maybe this is the direction we're going. Yeah. Uh, And, and that's like, I, I just, you know, I like that we have a website and that we have e edition. And I think, you know, I love printed papers, but I think down the road, the industry in itself is just going to get away from print. And Oh, for sure. I I don't know. You know, and, and everybody accesses it on their phone. You know, I I'm 60 years old and I, you know, covering high school kids keeps me young mentally. I think that's helped a lot. Sure. I've used, you know, I've had a cell phone since like 1997 or something like that. And, and, people just uh, high school kids are like you text and you do this and that. And I said, yeah, I, yeah, I'm willing to try whatever it is. You right. Is cause, cause you either have to adapt or you go away like the dinosaurs. So yeah.
0: now the Senals's uh-huh. got a, uh, quite a reach, uh, we were at the Barrett Jackson auction, and I don't know who the lady was in front of me, but she was reading the Fairmont Sentinel on her phone, and I know it yeah. was because I recognized what, I, the obviously the, the font longer. of the Sentinel, yeah. right? And then I recognized one of the names She was reading an obituary, and right. uh, I was like, "What the hell?" Like, here we are sitting uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. I have no idea who the lady in front of me is, and she's reading the freaking Fairmont Sentinel. What? So. What are the odds? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just. I mean, it is, and it, I mean. I think for not just myself, but others as well, it's cool to go read online, right? I, I know that once upon a time you could get the Sentinel shipped wherever, but it is just nice to pop on and, 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 and just read the articles. I, I, you know, obviously outside of text and bones, I read them and then keep up with the Jags, you know, <clears throat> just that kind of stuff. But it's just nice to read your articles still. So I think it, it is cool and it's just got a, it's got a more expanded reach, but you're absolutely right. It adapt or die. Right. So. All right. All right. Exactly. So. Absolutely. Well, Charlie, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. This oh, was no a lot problem. of fun.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I was going to say, it's uh, always good to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I've known you for a long time. But, uh, yeah, this was really fun. We'll have to do it again. Sometime. Absolutely.
0: I would love to. I would love to. Right. Well, I appreciate you all for listening at home. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. Get some old